Hey guys, it's time for Nina's Got Good News. Nina's a former TV news gal who used to share all the news. Now, as a mom and small businesswoman, she wants to share only the good stuff. It's time to brighten your day. So here's your host, Nina B. Clark. Hi friends, welcome back. Thank you so much for showing up in this space. You guys are so awesome every single week. This is a movement to share good news and we are growing with a new episode on iTunes and Spotify. We're also on Google Play, Stitcher and Outcast. And now also on Pandora. How exciting is that? Please remember to subscribe to Nina's Got Good News so you don't miss any new content. That would be amazing. Today on a brand new podcast episode, I'm so excited about this today, we are talking about skin. That's right. Our skin is our largest organ and we are going to love on our skin today in a big, big way. We all want to detox now in the new year. We all want to take great care of our skin as we get older. Um, Hello, we're talking about me. Today, we have an amazing guest whose mission it is, is to help others with their skin and get the best skin they can. Dr. Rhonda Klein is an award-winning, board-certified dermatologist, a total rock star, mom of four. Hello, she's amazing. She is the co-founder and the co-owner of Modern Dermatology here in Westport, Connecticut. She's going to help us answer all our skin questions and help all of us improve our skin today. For the purpose of this podcast, we are calling her Ronnie because now we're friends. Ronnie, how are you? Welcome to the podcast. Thank how you, are you so much, Nina. I'm great. Thanks for having me on. I'm so excited. This is your first podcast, right? Yes, it is. Oh my gosh. I love it. I'm so excited. <laughs> Everyone in Fairfield County loves you. You've been highly recommended and suggested by so many of my friends. And I just want to say what a pleasure it's been to get to know you and be in your beautiful space here in Westport. I love your office. I feel like I'm in a spa. Oh, you're so sweet. I'm blushing. This is so nice of you. Well, tell us all about yourself, Ronnie. Give us the scoop on Dr. Rhonda Klein, also known as Ronnie. Right. So I'm, you know, a new owner of Modern Dermatology. We opened in 2018 with my partner, Dr. Deanne Robinson. We are both moms of four. Um, I actually so grew up... So total of eight kids between eight kids. you guys? Oh yes. my gosh, I can't. I can't. Yes. Um, I grew up in Fairfield County, so I've been here for a long time and um, went to the University of Pennsylvania for undergrad and medical school and then came back to Connecticut to Yale for my residency in dermatology and have stayed in Connecticut ever since. Um, my husband works in Greenwich, so we are really just based in Connecticut for the most part. Um, and three of our kids are in elementary school in Westport and one is in preschool. So we have a busy, fun, um, life of sports, work, travel, and lots of other craziness. Well, I think the burning question for all of us, all of the moms that are listening is how do you do it all right? You're busy mom of four. How are you juggling so much? Cause this is impressive. Yes, it's always a challenge. I'm very organized, a little on the OCD side. Um, I outsource as much as I can. I have a lot of help. My mom is still local, so she's often around to help with the kids as well. Um, But we really, you know, we make a plan every Sunday for the week. Um, We do meal planning. We get all the sports bags ready. All the activities are ready each night so that the mornings flow as easily as possible because I have to get to work and I have to run out the door some mornings before the kids are even on the bus. And, um, I just always feel better having everything organized at night. I sleep better and the kids and you're good at delegating. I feel like that's one of my hardest things is letting go. 
Absolutely. Right. Isn't that hard? Yes. It is helpful that I've always worked. I had two of my kids during residency. So I've always, you know, had to outsource as much as possible and just relinquish some control. The kids have a lot of autonomy. If they forget something at school, they've forgotten it and they have to deal with those consequences. Um, you know, I try to remind them as much as possible, but I think it's really helpful um, not to helicopter parent and let them be on their own and make mistakes and have to deal with those repercussions. Uh, can I just tell you how refreshing it is that you're that you're not being a helicopter mom? I think that's amazing. So it's like a little tough love, right? Absolutely. Sometimes they need that. Definitely. And, you know, just focusing on the big picture, letting the little things go, um, you know, a little homework assignment that falls through the cracks or, um, you know, they don't make it to, to a play date because we're just too busy that I have to say no. You know, I think in the end, just prioritizing the big points is the most important aspect of daily life. And do you ever think of yourself as a role model for your kids? Like that mom is working too. Mom has a really big job, right? Absolutely. It was actually really sweet. I was asked to go into the first grade at Kings Highway to um, be a community member, the doctor example. And my first grader who often gets a little sad when I'm not at every little party was so proud that I was there. And I got many texts from other moms that their kids had come home and told them about the presentation and how wonderful it was. And I think little things like that are really special, even when I'm not able to attend every party, um, you know, every play date, every sports event. Oh, they must be so proud of you and your husband too. Right. So tell us about what it's, does, is he just super supportive of you? And do you think that's just so important to make this all work? He is very supportive. Um, he is in finance, so he has a great financial background. So he helped us with all of our business plans, our models, our loans. Um, and he really helps us with the economics of the business. Um, he obviously has a very demanding full-time job as well and travels a significant amount during the week um, as well. So, um, you know, he is doing his daily grind and I'm doing mine and, um, and we just rely on a lot of other people to help us with, with the kids and the house. Yeah, that's important. That's great mm -hmm. advice. So Such good advice. So tell us a little bit about Deanne, your amazing partner. She's so great, too. But what's that partnership like? And do you think that that's maybe like why you guys are successful is because you have each other? Absolutely. We could not be doing this without each other. And we both have a very unique role at the practice. Um, we met at Yale. We were in training together. I was a year ahead of her. Um, we've been close friends ever since. After we finished training, she went up to Boston and I stayed on faculty at Yale. Um, she completed another fellowship. And then when I decided to join another practice in Connecticut, she ended up joining me there a year after. And we always knew we were going to go on our own at some point. And after both working at two other jobs, you know, we had, we had enough expertise at that point to do it on our own. And now we are running things the way we want to run it, you know, with quality patient care, clinical trials, the most modern and advanced technology, um, and a great, amazing staff. Um, her sister is actually our practice manager. Oh, um, I love she's that. She's amazing. Um, our husbands are good friends. Our kids are good friends. Um, we spend Thanksgiving together each year now up in Lake Placid so that nobody has to host. Nice we and go cold. Nice and cold. Yes, we get some skiing in. But I think the most unique part of our practice is that she has a very different family model at home. Her husband is a stay-at-home dad. He's a 
um, ex-professional lacrosse player. So he's at home running the kids, running the model, and she's actually doing quite a bit of traveling. Um, she lectures nationally and internationally. She speaks for a lot of industry and different companies. Um, and it works really well because I, I can't travel as much because my husband is often on the road and one of us needs to be sleeping at home. Yeah, someone needs um, to be around, right? Yeah, so I'm kind of the stay-at-home work wife to her. and the, As the Julie Mountain from the Granola Bar calls it a stay-around mom. Exactly. So she is definitely my work wife and she's out traveling as well. And then she brings back the greatest and the best technology. You know, I travel a, a good amount, but not nearly as much as she does. Um, and it works really well that she's kind of our face of the company, you know, at the international, national level. And I kind of have more of the local um, bond for the for the company. That's great. And don't you think it's so important to have that person too, just to bounce all your ideas off of? I think that's so important. It's like your accountability partner, right? In a way. Oh, absolutely. Um, even when we have difficult cases, we grab each other. Um, it would be really, really difficult to be a physician working on your own because you do have difficult cases. Um, you know, you occasionally you have a complication um, and you really need each other for both patient care as well as for running the business. You know, we've had, we've had to learn how to handle our staff and our employees and we've um, remodeled our policies a few times for our staff. And sometimes we have completely opposite views on how to handle situations and we talk it through and we figure out what the best course of action is because we're both new at, you know, managing people. Yeah, that's awesome though. I'm so glad you have each other. I think that's so important. So I'm just so impressed that you guys started your own business together. It's so amazing, but that took a lot of guts and Mm -hmm. a lot of hustle, of course. So walk us through a little bit about that. And just, I love talking about the challenges that you probably faced. I'm sure everything wasn't so perfect all the time, right? Even though when I'm in here, it looks so perfect, but what was it really like? Guts, hard work, hustle, tears. I'm sure there was a lot of that, but also a lot of excitement too. So all the feels, right? But walk us through that. And then I just love hearing about the challenges too. I think the hardest part was actually getting our building through planning and zoning as a medical space. Um, This building um, on the Post Road East in Westport was actually built um, as a showroom for a company who was our landlord, actually. And when they decided not to move into the building, it was on the market for several years to either rent or buy. And we just fell in love with the space. It was a completely empty Um, interior that we had to build out. And we had to go through several rounds of the planning and zoning in Westport in order to get it switched to medical, which has more um, distinguished parking requirements. Um, So that took actually about six months to get that through. So we couldn't even sign a lease until we got uh, got the space through planning and zoning. And then we had to build out the entire space. And so we had to bid it out to multiple people, work with architects. We had a vision. We had a flow um, for how we wanted things done. With HIPAA, we wanted to make sure that patients had privacy, um, that there was a good interior flow so that patients didn't get lost. Um, we have a lot of devices, so the electrical requ- requirements were very complex. We do a lot of photography and imaging of our patients as well. Um, so there was a lot of dynamics to actually just getting into the physical space. But once we had it all planned out, the actual construction only took about three months. We had an amazing team, um, and that went really smoothly. Uh, we have a great designer. Um, as well, who helped us with all the intricate details and the final touches. Um, But it was, you know, over a year project from when we 
found the space to when we actually were able to move in and open. Oh, it's very impressive. I love it here. So um, what kind of procedures do you perform here at the practice? And are any of them risky? Because that might be a little stressful too. Absolutely. We do everything from benign and malignant skin cancer excisions, tons of biopsies on you know moles and other lesions that we're concerned uh, may be a skin cancer. And then we do a lot of laser and um, light-based energy procedures. Um, we have more than 12 devices at this point. We have body sculpting, such as cool sculpting and sculpture, salfina for cellulite. Um, we have intense pulse light, fractional energy resurfacing, CO2 lasers. So a lot of them do, do have complications if not used appropriately. And even when used appropriately, sometimes, you know, a patient, if they're using skincare afterwards that they shouldn't be using, they can get a complication. So we try to walk our patients through every step of the way. Um, we are available pretty much around the clock. Um, you know, we always check in with our patients the day after to make sure there's not an unforeseen circumstance. Um, or even for first time, you know, laser patients, it can be a little scary when your face is turning brown, your brown spots are turning darker, and you're like, oh my gosh, why did I do this? you know, elective procedure. Um, so we like to handhold our patients and we get them through it. Um, and in the event something, you know, unlikely arises, we also get them through that and, and make sure everything is okay at the other end. Yeah, I'm sure that's a little stressful for you and Deanne sometimes, right? I'm sure. It so, can be. Yeah. We have an amazing concierge as well. Thank goodness you guys know what you're doing, yes, right? absolutely. And we have a, an amazing concierge who is usually our guinea pig for many of our procedures when we bring in a new device. So she's wonderful as well at walking through the patients. and Because um, she's already been through it. She's been yep. through it. That's such um, a smart idea. Yes. Deanne and I try to do most of the procedures on ourselves as mm -hmm. well, but some of them aren't appropriate for right. our bodies. So we, you know, always, we usually have a guinea pig in the office who's yep. more than willing. If not, we find, we find a family member or a friend when we bring in new devices. Um, but you know, it's yeah, always good helps. to try to experience it yourself. Yes, definitely. So this is something that is really, is always on my mind because I've had skin cancer and you studied, you actually studied under the dermatologist that's done a lot of my skin cancer surgeries. Dr. David LaFell at Yale. So let's talk a little bit about skin cancer. Why do you think so many of us have skin cancer? And what should our listeners know about prevention? Because that's so important. So skin cancer is the most common type of cancer. If you add up all the top nine types of cancer combined, skin cancer is the um, incidence is even higher than all of those put together. Um, one in five Americans will have a basal cell by the time they're 60. Basal cells are very superficial skin cancers from chronic and acute sun exposure. Um, and they can look just like a pimple that's bleeding and not going away. And you know, by the time it comes to the surface, it may have spread pretty significantly under the skin. So even though it looks very small, sometimes you will go for surgery and it will be much more extensive than we ever imagined. Um, so for cosmetically sensitive areas um, or for larger than two centimeter lesions of either basal cells or squamous cell carcinomas, we generally refer patients for Mohs micrographic surgery. And that's what Dr. David LaFell um, is an expert in at Yale. He's the head of the derm dermatologic surgery department there, and we trained up there for our residency. Um, he's amazing, what, by yes, the way. He I is just amazing. need to give him a shout out because I love him so much. Yes. Literally saving my skin. So, okay, sorry, keep he's going. He's a wonderful mentor. So what they do with Mohs 
most micrographic surgery is a little bit of skin cancer is removed at a time while the patient waits. Sometimes you feel like it's a little bit of a factory because patients are moved in and out of rooms while a little bit of skin is taken and then examined um, you know, histologically while the patient waits. And then after all the skin cancer is removed, you're usually stitched back up. If it is more extensive, then sometimes the plastic surgeon is involved as well for the closure. Um, but it can be very traumatizing for a patient. Unlike, you know, a lot of plastic surgery and general surgery, you're awake for most dermatologic procedures. So that is stressful. Um, and so we try to, you know, prepare our patients that are going for Mohs surgery the first time, what it's going to be like. After the first time, most people are old pros and they, they know the, the deal, but um, it, it can be very stressful. So let's talk a little bit about prevention. Do you recommend everyone wears sunscreen every day or do you think we should be wearing hats or SPF clothing or what do you think are the best practices? So SPF clothing is really the best bet. Um, you know, if you're going to be in the sun for, for extensive periods of, extended periods of time, you absolutely want to be wearing a broad-rimmed hat so that your ears, your neck, your cheeks are protected because a baseball cap will miss those areas. And then the sun shirts are amazing. Um, you know, they have SPF impregnated clothing, um, and those will cover your arms. They even have the ones with the hand protectors. Um, so even driving around, you do get UVA exposure, which is the carcinogenic ultraviolet rays. Um, so daily sunscreen is crucial for areas that are exposed to the sun. And that's year-round. You want to be wearing at least an SPF 30 on your face, your neck, the tops of the hands. Yeah, so um, even in the dead of winter, right, it's important? Absolutely, because yep. the rays, if you're sitting by the windows, you're getting exposure. The kid's going to school. They go out for recess. The U.S. is actually pretty far behind in terms of sun protection. In Australia, kids are not allowed out for recess without broad-rimmed ha hats and sunscreen on their face. Really? Yes. Wow, that's incredible. Yes. I know. We are so behind. Yeah. We're very behind. And for the kids, you know, I always have sunscreen in their backpacks so that, you know, ideally they would put it on before recess, but unfortunately they don't usually have time and we don't have that climate where they're, you know, encouraged to put it on. Um, but at least after school, before they go to their after school sports, they should be reapplying because sunscreen really mm -hmm. only lasts for about two to three hours at a time. Right. Reapplying is always my, it's my biggest challenge yes. with my kids, but yes. we're going to work on that. That's so, where the sun clothing is yes, so important right, when then, they're swimming. Then it's not as um, important to be reapplying if they're already got the shirt on or, yeah. Yes. And I think the, the, the clothing has come such a long way. There's now so many stylish brands out there that, so it doesn't look yes. so, you know, like a sun shirt, it actually looks stylish. So it's sort of, it, it checks all the boxes, which I think is great. So let's talk about aging gracefully, which is always on my mind, Ronnie. Let me yes. just tell you that. What are some simple steps to help all of us with aging? Just simple things we can do. So obviously, you know, really good sunscreen every day. Um, and then, you know, a vitamin C serum in the morning is very helpful to protect your skin against oxidative damage throughout the day. And then we like to repair at night. So either using like a vitamin A retinol or retinoid or a Bakuchiol serum, something to, you know, really repair at night. And good moisturizing twice a day is also going to help your skin um, with collagen remodeling. There's many good peptide-based serums as well. 
for building collagen. And then a little bit of tweaks in the office can go a long way, be it, you know, botulinum toxin injections or a laser once or twice a year. We also do photodynamic therapy, which is a medical procedure where a photosensitizing agent is applied to your face. You leave it on for an hour, then you go under a light that activates that medicine, and that can help with precancerous prevention as well. I've done that. Yes. I've been there, done that. I've done, I feel like I've done like everything. So, um, okay. Well, so let's talk a little bit about the relationship between what we eat, what we put in our body and the relationship with what we eat with our skin. Yes. How do those two go together? I mean, you are what you eat, right? So as healthy as you can be, I try to be as plant-based as possible. I think dairy and sugars are so inflammatory. I can see a huge difference in my skin when I'm eating dairy and when I have a lot of sugar. Is that why after Halloween I get pimples? Absolutely. (laughs) I got a huge one this year after Halloween. It happens to all of us. So I think as plant-based, you can be hydrating as much as possible internally as well as through hydrating moisturizers on the skin make a huge difference in your elasticity and collagen. So even now in the dead of winter, we should be hydrating like even more even more importantly why because of the heat like the dry heat heat. yeah this the forced air Mm -hmm. and forced heat is so drying to our bodies um keeping showers short and not too hot is also very important when you get out of the shower you know just pat your body dry don't you know aggressively aggressively rub your body dry and then moisturize right away That'll help to trap in the moisture. So do you think now in the dead of winter, in addition to hydrating, you know, drinking a lot, keeping the showers short, should we use extra moisturizer as well? Yes. Ideally okay. moisturizing twice a day. Okay. For most of day. us that are busy, we're not really moisturizing our entire bodies mm-hmm. twice a day, but at least when you get out of the shower. And are you doing this with your kids too? Are you I trying try to, to do? Okay. I try to. In yeah, the I winter, try to also. In the winter, unless they've been really aggressively at different sports, I don't shower them every day. Um, you know, and you really don't need to, yeah, you can, that's hard for me after hockey, but on a non-hockey day, that could be good. You don't need to scrub them every night though, if they're not covered in dirt, right? They could just take a quick rinse and use a very gentle cleanser. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, the ones that don't suds as much are actually not going to be as drying to their skin either. Um, so that can be helpful with the less surfactants that you have in the product. Um, and just keeping the showers on the short side can be helpful. Yeah, that's a great idea. Of course, Blaine loves long showers because she thinks she's in a spa every day, right? Yeah, of course. And then a humidifier can also be helpful. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's helpful. Especially for our for our eczema prone patients. Um, ceramide based moisturizers and a humidifier can go a long way. Okay. That's helpful. So now that we're post holidays here, Ronnie, everyone wants to cleanse, right? That's all the rage in January. Every, every year this happens, but everyone wants to cleanse. Everyone wants to detox. So what are the best tips that we can all use to detox our skin? So basically, you know, what we've been talking about, but also combining with some in-office procedures, like a hydrofacial is an amazing both mechanical and chemical extraction, as well as hydration. Um, so coming in for a good facial, some red light treatment is very anti-inflammatory. That can be helpful. You know, I think these cleanses, you know, are sometimes fun and you feel better afterwards, but they're often, you know, it's not a long-term plan. So I think getting on a good, you know, facial regimen, a good skincare regimen, 
women can go a long way. And extra water, guys, extra water, exactly. right? Exactly. Yep. And make sure also and that if Heather Bauer were, were here with us, she would say more greens, more exactly. greens. Exactly. Lots of greens. Um, and then making sure that you're turning your products over regularly as well. You know, mascaras, you really shouldn't be wearing them for more than three or four months. Oh my Toss gosh, I'm it. the worst. I'm yes. the worst offender in that department. So, yes. okay, we're all going to go through our products and make sure we're cleaning those out too. That's right. important. Yeah. And then in the winter time, wipes are very irritating. So makeup wipes, you know, toss those and just use a micellar water or something, you know, gentler with just a cotton pad instead. Um, it's going to be a lot less irritating on the skin. Okay. That's good tip too. So as you know, Ronnie, I'm passionate about clean beauty because of my work with beauty counter. Of course, I'm passionate about helping people reduce their toxic load every day. I think that's really important. So what do you suggest as a dermatologist for people who are looking to reduce their toxic load? So the first and you know foremost important aspect is the mineral sunscreens, right? For the most part, we've moved towards mainly mineral-based zinc and titanium um, products that are just sitting on the skin and reflecting the sun. Those are a lot safer for the most part than the chemical sun sunscreens that are absorbed and then reflected that way. Um, there are so many cosmetically elegant brands now available um, for mineral sunscreen. So I would switch to one of those. And then also making sure that you're reading your products. There's so many big derm approved brands, you know, or so to speak, that have a lot of parabens and preservatives. Even lanolin can be very irritating to some people's skin. So reading your ingredients, um, SLS-free products as well are very helpful um, for both the hair, even toothpaste that are sulfate-free can really help with different skin disorders. Yeah, I think that's so important. Those are good tips. Who knew we'd have to worry about our toothpaste, right? I know. But we do. So let's focus a little bit about about retinol alternatives because this is a trend we're mm -hmm. seeing in natural retinol. So what are your thoughts on Bacuchiol? So we love Bacuchiol. We have a great product in the office that we carry that's Bacuchiol-based. It's a plant-based um you know, extract that has similar effects and hits the retinol receptors the same way that a retinoid does. Um, so we do see very good results for fine lines, brightening, um, and even a little bit of skin cancer prevention with um, the Bacuchiol products. Um, so we like those a lot. Um, you know, I think that there's not a lot of evidence that vitamin A retinols are dangerous. You know, we've had them for a long time, and you probably get more vitamin A in the carrots that you ingest. Um, so I personally still use a retinol. Um, I think it's better for acne-prone skin than the Bacuchiols, which are a little bit more on the oilier side. Um, but if you have more sensitive skin or you want to just stick with more plant-based products, then Bacuchiol is a great alternative. Yeah, I think it's an interesting trend. I, I'm loving I'm loving reading up on it. So let's talk a little bit about the process for you guys, that you guys created your own products, right? You and Deanne, this is amazing. I think this is so cool that you guys did this. In addition to opening this amazing mm -hmm. business that you have here, your own practice, you guys launched two of your own products, mm -hmm. Pure Bioderm. So tell mm -hmm. us a little bit about the process of actually, like, how did you even, that sounds exciting, yes. but also 
a little overwhelming to yes. create your own products, right? Absolutely. So we have a third partner on our Pure Bioderm line, Andrea Feldman, who's also a Westport mom, and she's kind of the business side of it. Um, she has an MBA, so she helps us with all the business analysis. But we found a great chemist based in Pennsylvania. So we actually went out to his lab. We worked with him to um, compound of an antioxidant serum as well as a hydrating serum are our first two products. Um, you know, it took a lot of different versions. We did our own little clinical trial um, with about 20 patients for each. Um, and we really followed the results and tweaked the products until we um, came up with exactly what we wanted. Um, you know, the product lines have been a little bit on the back burner since opening Modern Dermatology, but um, we plan to really expand the line over the next couple years. Um, and they are all clean-based products. So again, you know, we love that, no Ronnie. parabens, no yes. formaldehyde. Um, and they really do produce great results. Yeah, that's impressive. I'm, I think it's so awesome that you guys did that. Those are like mm -hmm. your two other babies, right? Yes. So in addition to you and Deanne having eight children, you actually have two more. Yes. Well, we joke that the practice was like our communal fifth baby. Totally. Yes, totally. Oh, my gosh. And that's our sixth, I guess. Oh, my gosh. You guys are great. So we're going to do a little lightning round okay. of questions because I, I literally have so many things I want to get to. So we're going to do a little lightning round with Ronnie. Are you ready? I'm ready. Okay. Ready? Okay. Here we go. I think we should have like a ding, ding, yes. ding. Here we go. Lightning round. So what are your thoughts on microneedling? I love it. It's a great maintenance, pore size, um, collagen remodeling. It's a great low maintenance um, treatment. Okay. This one sounds a little scary to me, but... Thoughts on the vampire facial? So the vampire facial is just microneedling with platelet-rich plasma, which is when we draw your blood and then we use it as either a lubricant or a natural filler. Um, I love it as well. It decreases the downtime, helps a little bit more to like just tickle the stem cells and call us collagen remodeling. Okay, so you like that one. Okay, mm -hmm. we might have to talk more about that one. Okay, thoughts on dermaplaning? So dermaplaning just removes that peach fuzz and it helps your products you know, infuse a little bit better. So that's a great monthly treatment with our esthetician. Okay. Thoughts on the IPL peel? Because that is something I'm hearing about a lot. We love IPL. That's intense pulse light. It's a photofacial. Targets both brown and red discoloration. Not good for melasma prone patients. It can actually make it a little bit worse, um, but a great, you know, couple time a year treatment. Okay. So let's, on the, in the lightning round, let's talk melasma. Mm -hmm. Why are more people suffering from melasma? I feel like that's it's very hormonally right? based and there's so many hormones in our foods that we eat. Um, and you know, most of us are on some kind of birth control or, um, other hormonal treatment and then the sun, you know, the sun exposure, it's very strong. So it's a combination of all those factors. Plus heat can even induce melasma. I personally suffer from melasma. It's one of the more challenging conditions that we treat, but we can get it under control with peels and other low fluence lasers and high dose, um, hydroquinone or even some oral medicines. Okay. What are your best face cleansing practices? Um, so I think it really depends on the type of skin that you have. I have more acne prone skin. So I stick more with, you know, salicylic and benzoyl peroxide type products for cleansing. I think double cleansing can be good if you're not dry, um, you know, using like a micellar water or non-alcohol based toner and then cleansing afterwards. Um, is very helpful as well, but don't over exfoliate or you will dry yourself out. Yeah. I only do that three times a week. Um, thoughts on CBD facials and CBD skincare. There's lots of great evidence for CBD. It's anti-inflammatory. There's really good evidence for arthritis, but you have to be really careful because there's no regulation on these products. Yeah, but that's I think important. we will see more and more of it, um, coming to the market. Yeah. I kind of see it everywhere. Okay. 
Keep going on the lightning round. Best way to treat adult acne. So for female adult acne, you're really looking at hormonal options. Um, we use a lot of spironolactone, birth control pills, um, and then also low-dose Accutane can be really helpful for adult acne. We really try not to um, keep people on long courses of antibiotics anymore. It's not good for you, your gut, the population health. So we try to do more of hormonal and then the vitamin A, oral, isotretinoin. More carrots. Exactly. <laughs> best thing to do, everyone's going to want to know this one, best thing to do as soon as you see a pimple. I mean, the drying solutions are good, like a benzoyl peroxide or clindamycin or some of the sal acid drying treatments. If it's a really deep cystic one, give us a call. We'll do a quick injection. That'll shrink it down quickly. Okay. Best way to treat eczema. This is good for hydration. Charlie, my son. He's got Lots it. Lots of hydration. Ceramide-based moisturizers, hypoallergenic products. Fragrance-free, lanolin-free, preservative-free. Lots of good lines are on the market for that. Um, you know, again, keeping the showers short, fragrance-free detergents, no fabric softener, no, you know, dryer sheets. Skip all that and just make sure that you're really trapping in the moisture. And probably no dairy, right? Yes, no dairy. And probiotics actually have been helpful for eczema and are anti-inflammatory. Um, and bleach baths can also Ooh. be helpful. Okay, I'm on that. Okay, thoughts on sleeping on a silk pillowcase. Is that really a thing, Ronnie? It's definitely a thing. I don't know if there's any evidence, real, you know, randomized controlled trials looking that it's helpful, but some people really think, think it helps with moisture, fine lines. Um, doesn't hurt. I personally don't do it, but um, doesn't hurt if you like it. Okay, well, I'll let you <laughs> know. I, I recently got one for Christmas, so I'll let you know. Okay, thoughts on using collagen every day, because I do this in my coffee, just like Heather Bauer does. <laughs> it's not getting near skin. What? Yes, it's all just degraded in your GI tract, so it's not benefiting your skin. Um, but it says on the package it does. Yes, there's no evidence that it's getting anywhere near your skin, but lots of people like it. It's expensive, though. Do other things for your skin. Make Take that money, and let's do some more evidence-based procedures. <laughs> okay, that's hilarious. So let's talk a little bit about what's next for you guys. Looking ahead in 2020 that we're here now, what's ahead in the new year for you guys, for your business, for modern dermatology, for you and Deanne? What's, what's going on? So we have a lot of clinical trials that are about to launch. So we're going to be looking for, you know, patients for those with lots of exciting new devices, injectables. Um, we have a vitiligo study starting. So both medical and cosmetic clinical trials. So there'll be some new devices in the office, which is exciting. Um, there's a lot of new devices, you know, heading into the marketplace. So we're always critically looking at those and deciding what we're going to bring into the market. This year, recently, we got M-Sculpt, which is a, um, basically a muscle contraction unit to help tone um, so we're excited to see, um, you know, how that, all that shapes up to be. And then, um, lots of new body sculpting devices. We may actually do some vaginal rejuvenation for all the moms out there. I've heard about that. Um, so there's, there's a lot of new things on the horizon. We're hoping to bring on a male doctor cause there are some men that don't want to see a woman, even though we are totally harmless and we see men all day long. Um, Just ask their husbands. They're totally harmless. We are totally harmless. We love seeing guys in the office, but we do understand that some men don't want to see a female doctor. So we are working on that. Um, and then, so you then know, there'd just, be three of you guys. Yes, wow. Okay. Well, stay yes. tuned on that. That sounds exciting. Yeah. So we're trying to do that. Um, and then, you know, just hopefully some new products. Yeah. Um, with the pure bioderm. With the pure bioderm. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. 
Very and, cool. And no more kids. That's all we know. <laughs> You're done with that. <laughs> From the two of us. Um, because as we used to watch, I'm dating myself, but eight is enough between eight you and enough. DN. I think eight is enough. Yeah. But whoever joins the practice needs to have four kids. Yeah. <laughs> oh my kidding. gosh. Hilarious. Yeah. That's like a, pre- <laughs> a prerequisite. So what's ahead in the new year? What are the trends in skincare overall, would you say? What, what, are, you, what are you hearing about? What's ahead for 2020 in skincare? I hope that there's a lot more cleaner products coming to the market. You know, Asia, yeah, Asia's way more advanced than we are. You know, the masks are the the biggest rage right now, but a lot of people get re- reactions to those. So hopefully, we'll see some cleaner versions. Um, and you know, hopefully, the FDA will have some regulation over skincare as well because there are some dangerous. Um, devices and products on the market and there's no Isn't it crazy that there's no regulation? We call it the wild, wild west because that's basically what it is, right? And there's even injectable products that are now available for people to use at home. Um, And it's really scary, the complications that we are seeing from the products and devices that people are taking into their own hands Mm -hmm. and thinking that they can inject. Not approved by Ronnie. Not approved. Very, very scary. Even home microneedling, we've seen some bad scarring. Yeah, yeah. So be careful. You can find almost anything on Amazon, but that does not mean you should buy it. Right. Okay. Well, you heard it here from Ronnie. Ronnie's got good news. Only stick with a a professional. No, no in home. Yeah. So Ronnie, what do you think? You survived your first podcast. How'd it it go? It was amazing. Yeah. So fun, right? Yes. Thank you so much for including me. Well, let's talk a little bit about your Instagram before we go. How do people find you, Ronnie? And then how do people find modern dermatology on Instagram? Because you know, the gram is my jam. Exactly. Exactly. So I'm at Rhonda Klein, MD, and then Modern Derm CT is our office Instagram. So come and follow us and stay tuned for all of our exciting new updates. Oh, I love it. Okay. And we'll put all that information in the show notes. And now you guys, after hearing our good news guest, Ronnie here, let's all love on our skin. Let's do that in 2020. That's a good goal for 2020. All right. Well, thanks again, Ronnie, so much for having us here today. It's been so much fun. And I feel like I learned so much. I'm so excited to keep keep loving on my skin. So thanks again, Ronnie. Of course. Thank you for listening to my mom's podcast. Remember, you can find Nina's Got Good News on iTunes and Spotify, also on Google Play, Stitcher, and Outcast. Also, rate and review all her podcasts, too. And please share it with a friend. The mission of this podcast is to get better together as a community in the audio space. Please follow my mom on Instagram. She's Nina B. Clark. Clark has an E at the end. For now, I'm Blaine Clark. Thanks again for listening. Let's keep being awesome. XOXO.